0: This is Box to Row with the Radio Boss, the Howard University Radio Network Edition.
1: The day of reckoning is coming. Box to Row with the radio boss Donald Ware brings you conversations with well-known, sports, well-known figures. sports figures. The voice
0: of Kevin Durant. You know, it's a joy to go to work and know that they not cheer for you as loud as they can no matter who you playing. Well-known actors. Chadwick Boseman. I had some great teachers. Felicia Rashad was one of my teachers.
1: Musical artists.
0: Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Thank you for having me man. in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. And
1: takes from Donald on some of the hottest topics of the day. I'm 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 real, the Rele- relevant, Rele- relevant, re- Radio. it's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk
2: hey
0: everybody what's going on this is the one and only Jerry Rice. What is going on? She's Simone Biles. It was great.
2: We hope that other young girls would feel that being strong is so beautiful.
0: The voice of Steph Curry. Where I've come from in high school, into a small D1 college
1: in Davidson. It's a great story, and uh, I'm just having fun, you know, living my dream and riding the ride. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. On Boxster Row, with Dawson boss I'm not I'm not this is Radio Boss. I'm I'm the Ed It's
0: 2022. It's Box to Row. It's Donald Ware with you here on the program. Our first official program of 2022. Hope the last couple of weeks you've enjoyed our year-end review showing some of the great conversations we had in 2021 with some of our great guests got a lot to get to on today's program want to talk some college football we had of course the semifinals between michigan and georgia between alabama and cincinnati want to talk more about that i'm going to tell you what 2022 has not gotten off to a good start at all we've had quite a few people that have passed away and also towards the latter part of 2021, some big names that we're going to talk about uh, today here on the program. want you to sit back, relax for about the next 58 minutes or so and enjoy the program. Thank you to all of our great affiliates. We announced our affiliates last week. If you didn't hear that, of course, you can log on uh, to our website and check out Uh, all of our shows that we've had for the past year or so, and especially the year-end review show where we mentioned our outstanding affiliates. For instance, we'll look at WGBN in Pittsburgh. It's been carrying the show since 2008. February 2008 was the first time Box to Row carried the show. I remember it well. We were at the Super Bowl in Phoenix, In 2008, and it was the first time that WGBN carried the program, has been carrying the program every or ever since. That is 2008, 2022, 14 years WGBN has been carrying the program. So thank you to those listeners in Pittsburgh and those that listen uh, to us on radio stations across the country. Those that listen to us. On Sirius XM, channels 141, 142, and 84. And those that listen to us around the world at BoxToRow.com. So we've got a national championship matchup between Alabama and Georgia, who throughout the course of the season have been the two best teams in football. You look at Georgia undefeated all the way up into the SEC championship game where Alabama State just rolled Georgia right but you knew georgia was going to be in the playoff and i mean i thought that georgia was going to handle its business against michigan which it ultimately did i didn't know it was going to be to that degree i thought that michigan would put up a little bit more uh resistance but i mean at the same time georgia just dominant in the football game right like that the georgia defense is unbelievable and you wonder uh, why it couldn't get it done, meaning the Georgia defense ultimately against Alabama. But you see Kirby Smart, the coach, he's, he's getting on players and, and all of that, even in the victory against Michigan. He knows he's got to get on them now because even though the Bulldogs manhandled Michigan, you don't want those same mistakes happening against Alabama. So he was coaching ahead. And I don't know, I think Georgia's going to make some adjustments. I think it's going to be a good football game. And, you know, I'll give you, maybe give you a prediction uh, a little bit later on in the program. But Georgia absolutely dominating. Absolutely dominating from a defensive perspective. Absolutely dominating. Okay, you look at Michigan, uh, uh, throws two interceptions as a team in the game, passing for 200 and 37 yards in the football game, but couldn't run the football to save the Wolverines. Couldn't run the football to save their lives. Okay. And that's that Georgia defense, which is absolutely spectacular. Meanwhile, for Georgia, you look at Stetson Bennett had a really, really good game through for three touchdowns, no interceptions in the ball game. And Georgia did a good job of running The football. So it was an absolutely dominating performance, no doubt, by the Bulldogs. I mean, I got to be honest with you. and, And listen, I'm all about smaller schools. I'm all about underdogs. I'm all about it. I'm here for it, right? And I had been saying all year prior to Cincinnati actually getting, I think, what was that, the number three or number four seed the first week or the first week it was in when those rankings came out and never dropped out of the rankings. Although I think if, you know, maybe Oklahoma state handles its business or, you know, something else happens, perhaps uh, Cincinnati would have ultimately fallen out. But I thought that Cincinnati would have a better showing against Alabama. Now, Alabama, no question about it, dominated the football game. And where it dominated the football game was from the defensive side uh, of the football, yeah, I like the way Alabama ran the football. Like I, like to me, I think Nick Saban and staff did knew they could it, really. They knew they could run the football against the Bearcats, right? Like you don't want to give too much away. They, they want to, ha- no question. You got to handle your business against the Bearcats, right? Because if you lose that game, you don't get to go on and play in the national championship game. Didn't know at the time ultimately that uh, the Crimson Tide would be facing uh, Georgia. But I I think they had a strong suspicion that they would But Either way, you don't show a whole lot. You run the football. You get Brian uh, Robinson out there who rushes for nearly 200 yards dominated, right? Bryce Young passing when he had to pass the football, right? And and I'm going to tell you what. I think it could have been different, a little bit different for Cincinnati if the offensive line had played a little bit better, had a couple of balls that were batted down, right, on, key, on in, in key moments for the Bearcats, right? You look at the numbers for Desmond Ritter. I have him in front of me, 17 to 32, 144 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. That's against an elite college defense. This kid is supposed to be a first-round draft pick. So what is he going to do against a defense in the National Football League? Is that an indictment on him? Is it an indictment on the offensive line not doing a better job in certain situations? Is it an indictment on the running game? Uh, Perhaps couldn't run the football, or is it just because Alabama has an absolutely phenomenal defense? I mean, I think it may be the latter, but again, if you're Ritter, right, like you've got to be able to do more against an elite college program. So we'll ultimately see what happens for this young man moving forward. No question about it. But, man, I mean, you know, you've know, you got the game you want between Georgia and between Alabama, two best uh, teams in the nation. I, I was disappointed in Michigan. I mean, I got to be honest, right? But, I mean, give Georgia a lot of credit. Georgia really came to play. So your thoughts on the upcoming national championship game, the matchup be the matchup between Alabama and Cincinnati, matchup between Michigan and Georgia. Hit me up via Twitter at boxtow. B O X T O R O W. As mentioned, the latter part of 2021 was really tough, and 2022 did not get off to the right start. You had John Madden passing away towards the latter part of December matter of fact two days 2000 it was December 27th two days after this special ran on Fox about John Madden he passed away unexpectedly you talk about a man that had more of an impact on the game of football and more specifically pro football in the the National Football League than anybody else a lot of the younger kids are gonna know him as the video game Madden right you know if you're me in my age group, you're going to know him more as a broadcaster, and you're going to know him from Madden as well, but you're going to know him more as a broadcaster, right? And if you're a bit older than I am, maybe 10, 15 years older than I am, you're going to know him as the football coach of the Raiders. He, he's, he's known less as the coach of the Raiders than the other two, meaning Madden and then as a broadcaster. Right. Ten seasons, a winning percentage of like 76 percent. It's unbelievable. Right. Won a Super Bowl with the Raiders. It's it's man, that is a huge, huge loss with the passing unexpectedly of John Madden. Then, you know, you look at Betty White, the great Betty White. We kept hearing she wasn't 100 years old yet. You kept hearing all of these. Things about she's going to be 100 in January and unfortunately passed away on New Year's at the age of 99 years old. Remember her very well from Golden Girls. You look at Max Julian, right? Played um, the Mac, right? Played the Mac. But even before that, played with, you know, played in some movies with Jack Nicholson. He was from D.C., right? Played in some great, some, some movies even before the Mac. You know, Ken Free, the first commissioner Of the MEAC passed away. You know, Sam Jones, one of the great, we talk about 75 players. We're going to talk more about the top 75 players. I'm going to have some thoughts on that. The greatest 75 players, Sam Jones, certainly one of those players, passed away. The Boston Celtic, great 12 seasons, 10 NBA championships, all-time great CIAA player at North Carolina Central. Dan Reeves coached, of course, the uh, Broncos, coached the Giants, also passed away early, I think on New Year's Day. So a lot of passings happened latter part of December and already uh, in January. We are so sad to learn of those passings and we, we have time on the program. We'll talk more about them. Still to come here on Radio Boss, actress Brooke Nevin and my NFL predictions up next. My thoughts. On the NBA's top 75 Donald dön- Don-
1: Don- Don- Ware Is the radio boss
2: I'm the Ed Honjo
0: On
1: Box to Row On Sirius XM
2: Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap And this is my mother Michelle Timlake-Roll Founder of Marjorie's Speed Jerky Incorporated We would at this time Like to thank our new customers As well as our repeating customers For your business For every 1 million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to divide amongst 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at marjoriesbeatjerky.com.
3: The old renaissance is the new renaissance, standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company, uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitney, the neighborhood original.
0: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina, available in fresh markets in Northern Virginia, Richmond, and Lynchburg at Barrel and Bushel. In Tyson's Corner Center and in Total Wines throughout Virginia.
1: Donald Donald Ware, it's Donald Ware Radio Boss on Sirius XM.
0: Something going on. I feel funny. Can't tell me nothing. We're back here on Box to to Row. So I want to talk about the list. Of the 75 greatest players in NBA history, the list that the NBA released late last year. Now, really, I didn't have a chance to really dive into it. I wanted to take my time and really dive into it. I knew some of the players that were on the list, some of the new players that were on the list, or an additional 25, because all of the 50 players remained on the list, and then there were additional an additional 25. That were not on the list, including two that probably should have been on the original 50 list. But I wanted to really take my time I over the over the course of this last couple of months since the list has been released. I've heard about some people that are on the list, but I really wanted to take time. And I, you know, I had a chance to kind of do that uh, late last week and really, really look over this list and say, OK, let 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 me I want to give you my thoughts on the list. There are definitely some people <clears throat> that I don't think should be on this list. No question about it. But I also think at the same time, it's like, OK, if you don't have it's like we do our All-America team, right? Our box to All-America team each and every year. And I hear from different people about why this person wasn't on the list and who should be on the list, which is fine. But the question becomes if you add a player to the list, who do you take off the list? It is always that way, right? So let's look at the players that are on the list now. As a matter of fact, there's 76 players because we had a tie. The players that are, have, are, weren't part of the 50 that are part of the now 26. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kobe Bryant, Stephen Curry, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Allen Iverson, Jason Kidd, LeBron James, Bob McAdoo, Kawhi Leonard, Reggie Miller, Russell Westbrook, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, Gary Payton, Damian Lillard, Paul Pierce, Dennis Rodman, Dwayne Wade, and Dominique Wilkins are all part of the 26 that weren't a part of the original 50 back in 1996. Now, two of the players, in my opinion, that should have been part of the original 50 that weren't Bob McAdoo and Dominique Wilkins. I mean, you look at the career, even at that time, that Dominique Wilkins had. I mean, mean, it's no question in my mind, that Dominic Wilkins got snubbed. I mean, I think when you go back to that list of of 96, I mean, certainly, to me, Shaquille O'Neal should not have been on that list at that time. He had only been in the league, I don't know, uh, let's see, that was 96. I think that list was, I can't remember if that's 90, I think it was 95, 96 season. So that would have put him in the league for three years at that time. But I think you look ahead at what he could be, right? So you don't want you know, you have that 50th anniversary list in the 50 greatest players. You don't want to leave a player like that off the list that you know uh, bef- <laughs> that should be on the list. I mean, I get that. I mean, but so if, if we're talking about replacing, I mean, I definitely would have replaced both Bob McAdoo uh, and or Dominic Wilkins with Shaquille O'Neal at that time. So for me, I'm going to break it down in a couple of different ways. I'm going to break it down in terms of players that are playing today that I think should be on the list. Players overall that should be on the list, right? In other words, between that 96 list and this list but aren't playing today. Then I'm going I'm to give you a couple of names that I don't think should be on the list at all, but I think – I'm going to give you a reason why they are on the list, and I'm going to also give you some players that I think possibly should be on the list. So Giannis Antetokounmpo, to me, definitely should be on the list. Two-time MVP. He's won certainly a championship. You look at what he's doing now, he's dominating, much like Shaquille O'Neal back when that list was done back in 96. Absolutely dominating, okay, and has won a championship and two MVPs, no doubt about it. Stephen Curry has changed the game. All-time leader in terms of three-pointers in the NBA has changed the game. But not only that, has really upped his game. Remember, a lot of times we talk about Steph Curry, we don't talk about the fact that he went to Davidson, right, that he was a small college kid, and look what he's become. He's become an absolute great ball handler, can get his own shot, can shoot finishes, does those things well, okay, Kevin Durant, maybe the greatest scorer to ever play, right? No doubt about it. Plus, he can play some defense, too. Has won two NBA championships, not as a hanger-on. If it wasn't for Kevin Durant, Golden State would not have had the two championships it had back-to-back in 17 and 18. James Harden, one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen play the game. Yes, he hasn't won a championship yet. Uh, But, I mean, when you look at the skill set, what he's able to accomplish, I mean, that guy can really play ball. Greatest 75 players of all time, no doubt. LeBron James, do we need to say more? Kawhi Leonard, championship, right? One of the greatest two-way players to ever play the game. Uh, No question about it. Uh, Not only a championship on on a Spurs team that had a big three, but led a Toronto team. To a championship that ultimately would not have won a championship without him, and then Russ, uh, um, and then Russell Westbrook is the other player that is on the list that is a current player that's one of the top seventy-five players to ever play the game. Okay, so um, for me, you know, I I look at this list and I'm like, okay couple of guys that I don't think should be on this list, okay? Um, I'm looking at that are on the list, okay? I'm looking at, A, since I mentioned the guys that are current players, and by the way, the other current players, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, I think I mentioned th- th- those guys, but these are the guys I don't think should be on the list. Russell Westbrook, I get it. He's a he, He's a triple-double machine. I mean, I get all of that, but one of the great – Let's think about that. Is he one of the greatest 75 players that have ever played the game? To me, when you have a list like this, in a lot of respects, it should be a situation where you shouldn't be able to tell the story of a situation without without that person. I'll give you an example. Look at wrestling, right? Just for as an example, totally different situation but I'm just using it as an example. Could you tell the history of wrestling without Steve Austin? Could you? You can tell the the, the history of the NBA, the history of basketball without Russell, Russell Westbrook, I think. Now, if you talk about triple doubles, what he's been able to accomplish as a guard, those type of things, I mean, maybe. He's only gotten to, what, one NBA finals, right? I don't think so. Uh, Anthony Davis, definitely not. Yeah, he's won a championship, okay, He's a great talent, but are you telling me he's one of the greatest 75 players to ever play the game ever? No, I don't think so. Um, Damian Lillard, one of the greatest 75 players to ever play the game. Right. I get it. Dame time. He's a closer, right? Like I'm not disrespecting that. I get all of that. And, you know, maybe if he had a championship by this point, it's going to be hard for him to get a championship in his current situation, maybe, right? You can look at Dame Time, right? He's a great closer, no question about it. He's never led his team to an NBA Finals. I think, he, I think he's been to an NBA Western Conference Finals, but a, not an NBA Finals. One of the greatest 75 players to ever play? Yeah, I don't know about that. Carmelo Anthony, for me, I, I, I get it. Great scorer. Uh, when he was with Denver, a lot of people forget when he was with – I mean, he, he really made his name when he was with Denver. Went to the Knicks, did some some good things, was out of the league for a couple of years. People were wondering why, and you can see why he should be in the league. Great shooter. I, mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Carmelo Anthony is a really, really dynamic player. I, I may have to take that back the more I think about it when I think about his scoring ability, not only with, the, with his jump shot but also what he's able to do around the basket. He plays big. He's got that turnaround jump shot. And I'm talking about back in his heyday. I I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, I just look at the other fact. I mean, he's never led his team to an NBA finals either, right? He was supposed to come to New York and be the man. Uh, No, he, 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 he he wasn't. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I, 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 I may, I may go with you on Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Now, since I said name those guys, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, probably shouldn't be on the list, right? Well, well, who 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 may have gotten snubbed that sh- maybe should be on the list? Dwight Howard? I don't know. Like I think people forget, right? Because you ever since Dwight Howard left Orlando, it hasn't gone well for Dwight Howard. He went to Houston, didn't go well. Went to the Lakers the first time, didn't go as ultimately run a championship with the Lakers. But during his Orlando days, he was dominant as a defensive player and almost unstoppable as an offensive player. Like he didn't have a great repertoire in terms of moves and all that. He was just a he was a power guy. And I, you know, I would put him on the list before I put Anthony Davis on the list. I would, right? to me. I, I I would do that. You know, I look at you know, I look at some of the other players. You know, Tony Parker, uh, maybe was he a top 75 player of all time? I don't know. Vince Carter, like I think Vince Carter's a Hall of Famer, top 75 player, probably not. Definitely Dwight Howard. To me, Dwight Howard should be one of those that's on the list. How about Alex English? Like Alex English was a beast when he was with Denver, he wasn't part of the 50 team, and I could understand that at the time, right? But I'm looking at the, 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 the players, some of the players that are on the 75 list, like Alex English to me should be and could be on that list. All the other guys I mentioned, you know, I mean, I, for obvious reasons, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, um, Allen Iverson, I mean, just, you know, and even Chris Paul, like you look at Chris Paul, true point guard. True point guard. Chris Paul, definitely. Right? I mean, I look at all these other players. Uh, you know, Allen, you know, get Kevin Garnett, Gary Payton, one of the better two way players to ever play the game. I mean Paul Pierce, a great player. Like all Dwayne Wade, my goodness. I mean, what more can you say? And uh so I agree with the list, but Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Your thoughts? Hit me up via Twitter at boxtoro B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. My NFL predictions are up next. It's the last week of the regular season in the National Football League. Going to take a look at the Week 18 matchups. I'm going to give you some thoughts on who I think we will see in the Super Bowl as well. It's a pre-Super Bowl prediction. Of course, next week we'll take a look at who actually made the playoffs in some of those matchups. The Chiefs at the Broncos, it's a situation. And I think COVID is going to play into a lot of these football games. A lot of players are missing. This Omicron variant is just sitting, having guys out, right? So Chiefs at the Broncos, I mean, I I, I look at the Chiefs want to, you know, the Chiefs want to play well going into the playoffs. Meanwhile, you look at the Broncos, had some opportunities in the latter part of this season, just unable to ultimately capitalize uh, on them. I expect for the Chiefs to keep rolling. I think that the Chiefs defense has stepped up. Yes, the Chiefs had a a minor setback last week. You look at Cincinnati, Cincinnati's playing great, but look at all the games that Cincinnati, or excuse me, that the Chiefs had won in a row. And I think ultimately it's a minor setback. You're getting into the playoffs I like the Chiefs over the Broncos in Denver. The Eagles and the Cowboys, both teams are in the playoff. The Cowboys win the NFC East. And as embarrassing a loss a couple of weeks ago as it was for the Washington football team against the Cowboys, the Cowboys weren't that great because you're playing, not only you're playing a Washington football team that isn't very good, you're playing a Washington football team that, didn't have a lot of players either, plus was coming off a Tuesday night game. And ultimately we saw what happened when the Cowboys played a legitimate contender in the Arizona Cardinals. Meanwhile, I look at the Eagles solid football team. I mean, I like the Eagles. I like Jalen hurts. I was surprised when I saw that he was a pro bowl alternate and I was like, wow, you know, he, he had some spurts in the season, that weren't good, but he had some solid spurts. I mean, he's a a good quarterback. You know, I think I've been saying this, and a lot of people were saying, well, you know, when he was coming into the league and coming out of Alabama, transferring to Oklahoma and all of these things, I thought he was going to be a good quarterback, and I think he is solid. Yeah, I looked at the numbers, very, very solid numbers, 10 rushing touchdowns on the season and a good amount of yards in terms of on the ground and solid through the air um you know this is a tough one to pick i mean the cowboys aren't as good as their victory over the washington football team so i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the eagles at home i like the eagles at home over the cowboys Washington football team and the Giants. Both are bad football teams. Uh, The Giants are really, really, a really, really bad football team. But it's a football team that has been beset by injuries all season long. You look at Daniel Jones, hasn't played much. Saquon Barkley beset by injuries throughout the course of the season. I thought this was going to be a Giants team coming into the season that was going to be able to compete because I really liked what I was seeing with respect to to the Giants' defense. I look at the Washington football team, Taylor Heineke. uh, You know, he made a valiant effort this year. He has the ability to be a starting quarterback. Uh, He's definitely a really good backup for sure. I don't think the answer moving forward, Washington football team beset by injuries. You know, I'm going to still go with the Washington football team in this game over the Giants. The Bengals and the Browns. The Browns, a lot of people were saying before the season the Browns were a Super Bowl contender. I never I never thought that the Browns were a Super Bowl contender. thought a really good football team. And we see Baker Mayfield is not a great quarterback. He's not like he's not a great quarterback. He's a gutsy quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. He's not even going to play in this football game. I mean, if I'm the Bengals, You know, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm going to play, right? Like, but I'm not trying to get anybody hurt. I've wrapped up the AFC North, right? I mean, you want to go out on the wind, no doubt about it, but I want to keep some guys healthy. And by the way, the Bengals defense isn't bad, but man, when you look at Burrow, you look at Chase. Oh man, these guys are phenomenal mixing all those receivers. I definitely like the Bengals in Cleveland. The Steelers and the Ravens. So the Steelers got an outside shot here. The Ravens, I mean, both teams, I believe the Ravens are still alive as well. This is a must-win game for both teams. You look at the Ravens, I mean, Lamar Jackson's been hurt the last couple of weeks, but the Ravens had their opportunities against the Rams in that football game. Definitely had opportunities. The Ravens' defense isn't as great as it was early in the season. And then also when you look at reputation, the Ravens have been known as a tough defense defense Not so much. It's a great story with Big Ben, big win, you know, Monday night against the Bengals. Um, But I ultimately like the Ravens in this game. Lamar Jackson missed some practice time this week. We'll ultimately see um, if he plays. I mean, it's a tough game. I mean, if Lamar Jackson plays, I go with the Ravens. If not, can I really go with the Steelers? I don't know. Like, I like the way the Steelers are playing. But I'm ultimately either way going to go with the Ravens over the Steelers in Baltimore, the Lions and the Packers. I mean, I look at the Lions giving some valiant efforts this year uh, in some games. But, you know, early on where the Lions were competitive, then they weren't, then they were, then they win, then they're not. And, I mean, you know, the Lions just aren't very good right now. Playing against the Green Bay Packers have wrapped up the number one seed in the NFC, and I like the Packers over the Lions in Detroit, the Jaguars and the Colts. Um, Yeah, I, I y- y listen, I, you know, the Jaguars, it's just been a tough season for the Jaguars. It's been a tough season for Trevor Lawrence. Is Trevor Lawrence as great as everybody thinks he is? is did did it, some of it have to do with Urban Meyer, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I can reference back to a to a quarterback that everybody said was a can't-miss guy who had a, a a bad first season or not a great first season, you go back and look at Peyton Manning. Will Trevor Lawrence be able to bounce back on next year? That question remains unanswered, but the Jaguars just aren't a very good football team at all. I like the Colts over the Jaguars in Jacksonville. The Vikings and the Bears. Vikings had some opportunities um you know, but you know, the Bears just 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 not good. It's just it just hasn't been good. For the Bears, Matt Nagy ultimately probably coaching his last game uh, in Chicago. You know, the Vikings aren't great, but the Vikings are better than the Bears. And I like the Vikings over the Bears in Minnesota, the Titans and the Texans. I like the way the the Texans play. The Texans play hard. Titans going to have Derrick Henry back. That's big. Uh, ultimately, I think. Uh, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. How big is that? in the playoffs. I think we'll ultimately see, I think the Texans are playing hard, but I definitely like the Titans, especially going into the playoffs over the Texans in Houston, the Falcons and the saints. Um, yeah, you know, the saints just don't have an answer at quarterback. I really like the saints defense. Like I think the saints defense is really, really good. You look at Cameron Jordan, man, he's having an MVP type of season, uh, with all the sacks, the defensive end, um, the Falcons. I mean, they've hung around, right? Like I, you know, Matt Ryan's been better this year than I thought. Ultimately, he was be would be, and ultimately the way he started the season. But I mean, I just think the Saints are, yeah, the offense isn't great, but that defense is very, very sound. I think the offense can give you enough, and I like the Saints over the Falcons in Atlanta. The Cardinals and the Seahawks. Been a tough season for the Seahawks. No question about it. The Cardinals, I like the way the Cardinals bounce back. Kyler Murray looked really, really good. And I like the way that the Cardinals bounce back over the Cowboys. The Cardinals had been sliding. Do I think the Cardinals are a favorite for, uh, to make it to the Super Bowl? Not in my mind, but the Cardinals are better than the Seahawks. And I like the Cardinals over the Seahawks in Arizona. The Bills and the Jets. So the Jets aren't very good. Um, The Bills are very good. I think the Bills can – the Bills, I think, are going to beat the Jets. But in looking ahead, like I think the Bills may be the team to beat in the AFC right now. Like, you know, the quarterback play is really, really good. Yeah, you look at the Bills need to do a better job of stopping the run. But I think that's something that the Bills will be able to fix – going into the playoffs. Let's look at Tampa last year. Tampa wasn't great defensively, got into the playoffs outside of the Washington game, was shutting teams down. I think that ultimately happens with the Bills and that Leslie Frazier coach defense. Of course, I like the Bills over the Jets in Buffalo. The, the Buccaneers and the Panthers, Panthers are just a bad football team. Um, the Buccaneers are are good, right? Like like Tom Brady, I mean, they had to come back Like I get it, it was the Jets, shouldn't have happened, right? Ultimately, the Buccaneers able to come back from down 14 points in the second half to win that football game. You look at the Panthers, the quarterback situation's an absolute mess. What happens with with Christian McCaffrey next year? Do you keep him? Like he hasn't been reliable. You needed him this year. If he had played this year, it would have been a lot different for the Panthers, I think, ultimately, especially – when that defense was playing well. Ultimately, I like the better football team in this game. Um, I like the Buccaneers over the Panthers in Tampa. The Dolphins and the Patriots. Boy, the Dolphins were riding high and then just got smacked uh, on last week. Meanwhile, I look at the Patriots. The Patriots aren't riding as high as ultimately the Patriots were. Still a good football team. Um, You know, I, I... I don't know that, that the Dolphins are going to be able to bounce back. You lose that game. How do you come back w- with Tua tungabai by Lo is really limited to me, right? So I, I don't think you come back and win a football game over the Patriots. I like the Patriots over the Dolphins in Miami. The 49ers and the Rams. So the Rams don't look great to me, right? Like Matthew Stafford doesn't look great to me. Got that really good offense. It just doesn't look great. I look at the defense. It's very, very solid. I like the 49ers. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. You know what I mean? Like, I like Debo Samuel, right? Like, I think this team has weapons, and I think the 49ers' defense is good enough. I'm going to go with a little minor upset. I like the 49ers over the Rams in L.A. Our final game, Sunday night game, Chargers and the Raiders. The winner, in essence, is in, right? So, um, yeah, I look at the Raiders, um, got a chance. Like Derek Carr, yeah, he he's, he's solid. He, he's, he's probably better than solid, right? Like I look at the Chargers, the Chargers have been the definition of really up and down this year. If you look at the Raiders, good. Bad than good. Coming on at the right time. And that's why I like the Raiders in this football game. I think the Raiders are playing well at the right time. Uh, been through some turmoil, obviously, as a team this year. And I like the Chargers over the Raiders in Las Vegas. Your thoughts. Hit me up via Twitter at Row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. We've got more of Row on the other side
1: missed any of our shows how about our interview with top sports and entertainment figures check out radio boss radio boss podcast at radio-boss.com
3: the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the harlem Brewer company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip, the neighborhood original.
0: Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing, North Carolina. Available in fresh markets in Northern Virginia, Richmond, and Lynchburg, at Barrel and Bushel in Tyson's Corner Center, and in Total Wines throughout Virginia.
1: It's Donald Ware, Radio Boss, right, right, right here on Sirius XM. The others pretend you're listening to the show that brings you up close and personal. Up close and With the biggest names in sports and entertainment, here's the man to bring it to you, Donald Ware.
0: All right, we're going to continue here on Radio Boss. We're joined by a young lady. As a matter of fact, you've so almost every year, like she's either on Lifetime or but you've seen her all over the place. She is Brooke Nevin joins us here on Radio Boss. Brooke, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. Yes, to you as well. Glad to have you. I mean, I've been... So I got to say this. Like, I, my my wife watches Councils Council <laughs> of Dads. Oh, like, Council of Dads, yes. Yes, I was I was so glad to see you on that. I think it was one episode you did, and it was... It I was, did a
2: couple, yeah. You did a couple.
0: Okay, you did do it. That's mm-hmm. right. It was a couple. Um, towards the latter part of last year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So talk about that. It was great to see you on that program.
2: Well, it was, I mean, I remember reading the pilot for that script and I think I was like by page 10 already just like crying. It's <laughs> such an emotional script. There are so many poignant poignant um, family bonds and connections. Um, and um you know, I, I got to work with, um, with Michael O'Neill. He played my father, or I played his daughter, rather, on the show. And um, we had an estranged relationship. And um, he was just, I'm not Michael and the actor and I, but our characters. But he is such a lovely human being. And we felt so comfortable and connected from the moment I walked onto that set. Um, I'm just sorry I didn't have a second
0: season. Yeah. What's up with that? I know. <laughs> you know, because I mean, it's not like, like, again, we're used to seeing you with the, with the movies and so forth, but you've done, you know, this time. I mean, you've done this before. It's not like you're, you know, it's, you, it's not like you're not used to doing that kind of acting. Episodic stuff. TV. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, no,
2: I mean, I was just, I was so thrilled to have a part in that show and, um, you know, the set was so welcoming and, um, just everybody, Sarah Wayne Kelly's is amazing. And, um, just, it was such a beautiful, amazing ensemble cast and, um, of stories that are important right now. And I'm really, yeah, I'm disappointed they didn't get to tell more, but yeah. That's yeah. what happens sometimes that even the gems don't, you know, stay with us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brooke Nevin, who joins us here on Radio Boss. So, like, you're, and you're into, you're, you're doing some directing. So you direct, was the last one you directed Her Boyfriend's Deadly Secret. Was that the yes. last that film? That was the last I film. I saw that one, by the way. I see, you, been, I see most of them.
2: Wow. Great. I like it. I watch
0: Lifetime. It's cool.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, It's been really fun. Well, that's why I was in awe knowing how hard directing is and seeing Corey on set, you know, looking at the monitor, like, you know, put, then putting his toque on and coming and running out and like doing a scene with me and going back. Like, uh, be, to be able to f- spin those two plates at the same time is is a feat unto itself. And to see him do it so well was very inspiring
0: yeah no question so you really like being behind the camera huh i do i do
2: i like uh having a bigger responsibility and telling story i love the collaborative aspect um I, i like i like running a set and um it's it's been a really fun addition to sort of my creative journey
0: yeah, do you have anything else that you're, any other projects you're, that, that are coming up in terms of from a, a directing standpoint?
2: Uh, well, I, I do have a rom-com that's out on Roku. It's not Christmas themed, so it's a little counter-programming, but it is called Wedding Cake Dreams, and uh, you can watch that on Hulu right now. Okay. No, yeah. but
0: not, not Hulu, Roku. Oh, on Roku not right now, okay. Yes, Roku Jam. Very cool. I th- did you have something? I, I thought I heard a, a ambulance or something. Was that you in the background? Yeah. Me. You're in LA, yep. right? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, you know, we went to LA. I had never, well, no. So let me back up. I've gone to LA a couple of times, uh, you know, like NBA All-Star weekend. But I, I, I was working, like I've never had a chance. So we spent a week in LA and had okay. the best time. Went to oh, Malibu. Oh, you did?
2: That's fantastic. Yes,
0: Malibu. We went, yeah. you know, North, Holly, North Hollywood. We went, You know. Uh, you know, went to a Dodgers game. Sweet. Like, we had the best time you, do you like you, you, are, are you like Randy Newman? Do you love LA?
2: Do I love LA? Well, um, I have always appreciated LA, uh, coming from Toronto. And like, I remember every time getting off a flight and like driving from LAX into Hollywood has always felt a little bit magical and special to me because to me, LA still is, you know, people come here to follow their dreams and that, still very much holds true for me. It's why I'm still here. So there's a part of that magic to LA. And then obviously the sunny weather is like, I'm not mad at that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: But uh, it's funny, Los Angeles doesn't have the pulse of other cities that I enjoy. Like it doesn't have the pulse of San Francisco or New York City or Chicago, you know? And the growing up in Toronto, which is kind of like little New York, um, there is something that I miss about that. You know, I, I, I would take public transit all the time in Toronto and I I don't do that here. And so that's something that I kind of miss
0: in terms of experiencing the city and the people in it. I'm with you. I'm from Washington. Like I, yeah. when I grew up in Washington, took public transportation all the time. LA, it's hard. Like it's so spread out. It's hard to take. It's, it's so, so spread hard. out. It
2: kind of doesn't make a lot of sense, you know? And, you know, everything is sort of, Online right now, anyway, so I don't find myself needing to drive around Los Angeles as much anymore for you know meetings and auditions and things like that so it's uh which I guess is a good thing
0: oh it's gotta be the- like okay, if we were there for a week, we were there for yeah. a week, had a great time we pro- we probably spent thirty percent of the time in traffic the or, oh, I mean you know like four or five yes, five <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We did go to Long Beach, which on a Saturday, uh, which actually was not that much traffic because then we ended. I think that's the day we ended up going. to. What, what's the highway where all the um, the um, I forget that it's is it Route 1? Oh, it's, Pacific. One.
2: Yeah. The yes, Pacific highway. Yeah. highway. One, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we had a, had a really good time. Of course, the one and only Brooke Nevin joins us here in the program. Call me Fritz. What do you remember about your time on Call Me Fritz?
2: Uh, call, call me Fitz. Fitz um, sorry. Call me yes. Fitz. It starred uh, Jason Priestley, uh, yes. you know, 90s heartthrob. And, um, you know, I, as somebody who grew up in the, the 90s as a teen that was real fun to uh, be able to act on the show with him. And, and he also directed quite a few episodes as well. But yes, Jason Priestley stars as a morally bankrupt used car salesman. Um, and his conscience shows up in the literal um appearance of like six foot five Larry so his conscience is like bear with me here is 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 basically um a person in real life telling him how he should become a better person which is never going to happen and I played um (laughs) turns out my character was Amish, but uh, I I was a secretary at the used car sales shop and it was just really fun. The show, you know, didn't pull any punches. It was kind of dirty and raunchy and funny. And it was a blast. I loved the cast and I loved being a series regular on it. It was great.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, last couple of thoughts. And uh, I was so sorry to hear about the passing of your father. Was that last year? Oh, thank you. Last year. Um, Yeah. But now he he was a hockey player, and by the way, I didn't know this, so I looked this up. He was voted—I think he was—he was voted like the fifty-first greatest New York Ranger of all time. Like that's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal.
2: Yes, he was captain of the New York Rangers for a number of years. So, um, yeah, he has a, a long and illustrious history with uh, with Rangers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, everything I looked up looked like he was a really really good player. So, um and uh, and I'm sure a great dad. So sorry for your loss. Um, Thank you so much. There. So, it takes a and and, and lastly, so what's ne- what's sort of next for you? Uh
2: well, I have an appearance on Magnum PI coming up in the new ah, year. Very cool. super fun to film. Yes. Um, it's a little kiss of rom-com in the the crazy action world of Magnum. So it's it was a really fun storyline. I was really excited to um, hop on board for that. And then I will be making a reappearance on SWAT.
0: Ah, yes. Upcoming.
2: Yes. I, I, so I will be reprising my role of Allie. And uh, yeah, audiences can look forward to that if they follow the show.
0: Do you think something... More permanent because I I, I hadn't watched. It's interesting. It's interesting you mentioned that because I had never watched it, but I had been watching something else, and then it then SWAT came on, so I started watching. I'm like, this is it's a pretty it's a pretty decent show. Do you think you, maybe something a uh, more recurring? Um, uh, you know, recurring. I parts mean, that.
2: maybe if the fans started some sort of writing and they yeah.
0: wanted, to, we need to <laughs> do that. <laughs> we need to see Brooke Nevin on swat. Yes.
2: No. It's been really fun. It's uh, my character on the show is is sort of like a diametric opposite on the other side of the scale when it comes to sort of the types of women I play in these Christmas movies. She's a she is a delinquent and a, uh, a motorcycle mechanic, and she's kind of up to no good. She's made some not great decisions in her life, um, but it's a really fun character to play.
0: Awesome. Brooke, an absolute pleasure. Continued success in all you do. Thank you so much. Good conversation with actress Brooke Nevin here on Radio Boss, and this conversation is gonna be posted next week on our website, radio-boss.com, radio-boss.com. As a matter of fact, you can go into our vault to listen to some of our conversations from over the years. If you missed any part of this show or any of our shows over the last year, you can log on to our website, radio-boss.com. Thank you to Brooke Nevin for joining us on today's program. Remember, we're here on HR Voices, Sirius XM 141, each and every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern. That's 10 a.m. Central Time and 8 a.m. out West, right here on Sirius XM 141HUR Voices. For more information on the program, of course, log on to our website, radio-boss.com, and also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And always remember to support those that support. Yo, Box uh, to Row with the Radio Boss is produced uh, by DW Communications. Uh, you have been listening to Box to Row with the Radio Boss, the Howard University Radio Network Edition.